This morning, this afternoon, it's Independence Day, and how many excited that you're free, you're, you have a freedom inside of your life. Thank you, Brother Richard. The freedom that Christ gave us, you know, we're, we're set free from condemnation. Thank you, Lord, we're not in shame and guilt no more. He set us free from religion. Oh, thank you, Jesus, we're not religious people no more. You know, I, I, I know, we all know what it is to be religious, right? You know, I remember the first time, it, and the first time I didn't wear a tie to church, I was like, I felt like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. If I get to the floodgates of, if I get to the, you know, to the gates of heaven, I'm not wearing a tie. They're not going to let me in. That was religion in my life. And if you wear a tie, you have to wear a tie at work. That's totally cool. But you get my point, right? There's certain traditions that we do set up, and there's nothing wrong with wearing a tie. But praise the Lord. There's people that wear ties that are going forward for God, and there's people that are wearing ties, and they're living a double life, right? We've said that before, right? And you know what? I think by the grace of God, it's not by the, the way we dress, but it's by the attitude of our heart. There's a freedom there. Now, God has given us freedom, and some of you are looking at me right now like you're a Pharisee. You're like, man, pastor, that's some false doctrine right there. You know what? How many of us know we don't have to be Pharisees no more? We got delivered. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are like, I don't know if I should be clapping. You have freedom to clap. And you have freedom if you don't want to clap. You don't have to clap. But the good news is today we got free from religion. And uh, we got freedom from, um, from condemnation. We even got freedom from retaliation. We don't have to retaliate on people who have hurt us, people who have talked bad about us, people who maybe weren't there when we, uh, when we had hoped and when we had wanted. We don't need to retaliate. Praise the Lord. We forgive them. And there's freedom and forgiveness. There's freedom and forgiveness, and you and I have been set free. And also there's freedom from what? Con uh, contamination. Contamination of the world. And as Eric was saying, you know, we're free, but guess what? That freedom doesn't give us a license to sin. It's a freedom in Christ, and I, I'm not going to keep you uh, very long, only preaching for three hours this morning, this afternoon. I'm just playing. For you first-time attenders, how many know we appreciate those who are here for the very first time? And uh, we're so glad that you're here, you're tuning in, or those who are watching online for the very first time. And we got blessed. How many got one of these fans? Sister Gloria made some fans for us. Thank you, Sister Gloria, for this. This is such, this is so good. And I want to thank all the brothers and sisters who helped tint these windows and set up these lights and all they did this weekend. We appreciate all you did. Is it okay if I preach like this? Do I got freedom to preach like this today? Praise God. You know what? Book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. And um, the Bible says this. It says, stand firm, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made us free. Everyone say he made us free. He made us free and do not be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Why don't we go ahead and pray today. Lord, we thank you for the worship. We thank you for uh, those who got healed today. We thank you for those who got prayed for God. And Lord, we thank you for all who made it out, all who are watching online. And I pray right now, Lord, that today is a day of independence. God, we thank you for not only the, the independence of the United States of America, but we thank you for the liberty you gave us as believers who trust and know you. I pray right now, Lord, that I would decrease, your, your, your name would be exalted. We bind every strategy of the enemy that would try to bring discouragement or unbelief our condemnation, and we pray right now, Lord, for a demonstration of your power, not, not man's words, God, but I pray, Lord God, a, a word from you, a rhema word from you, 
And I pray we leave this place, Lord, wherever we go, mindful and talking about your goodness and your grace. And all of you, God's people, said amen and amen. So uh, Paul's talking about freedom, the context of uh, Book of Galatians is that there was people there who were former, formerly involved in, in uh, the Jewish traditions and all of a sudden they had this freedom in Christ and they have this liberty in Christ and all of a sudden there's somebody there in that body of believers who's saying, you know what, you guys are still not free. You guys need to go back to these traditions, their tradition of circumcision. They want them to go back. They said, if you don't go back, you're not truly saved. Paul says, you know what, we have freedom. Every, I want you to turn your name and say, you got freedom. We got freedom because Christ has set us free. Paul, he exhorts us to stand firm, to stand fast. And how many of us know we got to stand in the battle that we're in? Standing in the battle that is coming our way. The Bible says in verse 13, and he says all of a sudden, this is not a liberty for you and I to do whatever we want. We can't be living uh, double lives. But the Bible says in verse 13, it says, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Everyone say liberty. Liberty. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Every single one of us has the flesh. Every single one of us, there's that nature inside of us. I don't care if you fasted seven days or 21 days or 40 days. The flesh still lives inside of all of us. And it always wants to manifest itself out. And you and I have been given liberty, freedom, and free will. To make choices, to, to, to not make choices. You made the choice to be here today. Give yourself a clap today. You made a choice to tune in online. Give yourself a clap for tuning in online. But some of you are saying, you know what, we're better than those who are online. No, that, that's a pharisaical spirit right there. You know what, praise God, you're tuning in online. Thank you, Jesus. We appreciate you tuning in online. Thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> It's getting hot up here. <laughs> so you and I, as a people of God, we got freedom and liberty inside of our life. But he says, stand firm. Stand firm so you don't fall in the battle that we're in. We're all in the battle. The battle is against the flesh, the world, and the devil. Jump with me in the book of Ephesians. And when you get to the book of Ephesians, say amen. Chapter 6 is the chapter we're looking at. And we're going to go to verse 10. How many of you are thankful for our liberty? We think about the Puritans who were in England in the 16th century who came to the United States, to Massachusetts, to Pennsylvania, and they began to leave the persecution of the Church of England. They came here. They came here to serve the Lord. They came here for freedom. And all of a sudden, the Declaration of Independence that was written about 100 years later, they said this. They said that all men are endowed by the Creator with inalienable rights to pursue what? Life. To pursue happiness and to pursue what? Liberty. Liberty. And that's why they came to America for religious freedom. And you and I, we've been given, given freedom in Christ Jesus. We're no longer under condemnation. We're no, no longer under contamination. We're no longer un, under all of these things of retaliation, all these things. We have freedom. We can be free today, church. We can be free. We can be, have the joy of the Lord. That we know a couple of things. One of the things I want you to know, God's going to provide for you. You have freedom to know God, you're going to provide for me. Some of you are under the law of, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what's going to go on. You know what? You have freedom to rejoice because you serve Jehovah Jireh. He's your provider. He's going to provide for you every single one of those needs. 
And maybe right now you're under, you're under a, a spirit of condemnation. You're like, I've done too many things. I, I, I'm not, I, no one could ever love me. God couldn't even love me. And all these, let me say, God loves you. God loves you so much. You're valuable to God. I don't care if nobody doesn't value you. God, he values you. You're special to God. You might say, well, my husband doesn't love me. My wife doesn't love me. Or you might say, I'm single and I don't feel loved. You know what? God, he loves you. He loves you so much that he died on the cross for you and I. We're loved by the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, it gives us, us keys to stand firm. And you know what? After service, we're going to be having some hot dogs after church and some chips and some sodas. Celebrating the freedom today. Amen. Some good hot dogs. Nathan hot dogs. Not going to be no you know, chicken and beef and pork and liver and seaweed and all of that crazy stuff. We're going to have good hot dogs. My wife said, do you want me to get the good ones? I said, get the good ones. Please get the good ones. <laughs> and even for the kids. The, you kids, you get the good ones too. I know how some of you parents are. You're cold, giving your kids chicken and turkey and liver. <laughs> the Bible says this in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Everyone say, be strong in the Lord. And put on the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done everything to stand, stand therefore, having your girded your waist with truth and with the breastplate of righteousness and with your feet shod with the, the feet of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to pray more. Praying always with all prayer and supplication and spirit, being watchful. And to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, for all the saints, say, I need to pray for my church family. For those who are here and those who are part of other churches, we need to pray for other churches. Instead of gossiping about other churches, instead of talking about how, you know, man, that's just something, man, our church is the best. No, we're all part of the same team, okay? I know some of you don't like this. It's not about a name. It's about his name. It's about his, if you're watching it online and you go to another church, I'm not going to say that our church is better than your church. I, we're part of the same team. Team Jesus. He's the king. He's the pastor. He's the one on the throne. He's the one who's coming soon. It's not Danny. It's not any of us here. You know what? We got a great church. But guess what? There's a lot of great churches that are serving the Lord in these end time. And we need to harvest. We need to come together as a team. And rally behind each other instead of talk bad about each other. I'm going to let that sink in right now. Selah, pause. Let's think about that. We're supposed to fight the devil. He's our enemy. The devil is our enemy. The devil is our enemy. And if you ever have differences, just pray for them. Pray for Lord, bless them. Bless them, Lord. Use them, Lord. How many of us ever made a mistake? And we're thankful that somebody prayed for us. We are, right? So 
back to the freedom that Christ has given us. He says, stand from then, take, hold up the armor of God. And then he goes, pray for all the saints. And then he goes on to say this. He says, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And Paul's saying, okay, you pray for everybody, you even pray for me. And you know what? Me and my wife, man, we could feel your prayers. Man, your prayers. I'm like, man, I could feel the church praying for us. And I know the church, you, you pray for, I, we could feel that there's a, there's a culture here of we pray for each other. We're praying for, you see someone going through a rough time, we're praying for them. We're believing God for them. So we see this, that Paul, he says, stand firm. And you might say, well, okay, what is this whole concept of standing? Okay, first off, the word wiles in your Bible, it might say the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. The devil's a schemer. And we're in a battle against flesh and blood. So I want you to imagine that you're in a battle today. But if you, we have to go kind of use the Old Testament idea of battle. The battle was that they had to be standing to be fighting. They had to be standing to be fighting. And sometimes in the Old Testament, God would say, just stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. And so when you're standing, that means you're fighting, okay? Standing, you're fighting. I want you to say that with me. Say, when I'm standing, I'm fighting. And when someone is injured or someone's not fighting, they're on the floor and, and they're just they're down there and they're not fighting, right? So I want you to think about this. God says, I want you to stand firm, put on the armor because we're in a battle. And the battle is a battle for, of faith. The battle is a battle of obedience. And the battle that you and I are facing, we're, we're victorious through the grace of God. By the grace of God, you and I, we walk in victory, we walk in liberty, and we see the great things that God does inside of our life. And I want to say this, church, the way that you and I are victorious in the battle, any battle that we're facing, you have to know the devil's a schemer first. What are the schemes the devil uses against us? A couple of the schemes, schemes, wiles the devil uses against us, and I want you to say this, this side only, I want you to say the devil's a schemer. You said it very good. Let's say it one more time so they could all hear. There's a guy falling asleep in the back. I want him to hear. I'm just playing. Go ahead. Say it. Okay. And I want this side to say, we're not ignorant of his devices. Ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Amen. So that means he's predictable. The enemy is predictable. How does he scheme against the church? How does he scheme against you and I? One of the schemes he uses is he wants to make us question the word of God. Is this really God's word? Is this what really God, is, does God really say this? Is, is this really, we begin to question the word of God, the promises of God. The promises of God are what fuel our faith. Okay? So he wants us to question the word of God just like he did Eve in the Garden of Eden. Another thing that he wants us to question is he wants us to question our identity in Christ. Our identity in Christ in the book of Luke chapter 4, why don't we turn there really quick. Book of Luke chapter 4. And when you get there, say amen. Book of Luke chapter 4. And how many love Jesus? Some of you right now, I'm thinking about what's in the crock pot. I have to get home. The barbecue is going to start in 20 minutes. We're going to be okay. Okay. Okay, so book of Luke chapter 4. And then when you get there, say amen. You're there. The Bible says this in verse. I'll go ahead and start. 
on verse 2. It says, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. By the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward he had ended. He was hungry. And the devil said to him, if you are the son of God. If you are. If you are the son of God. Has the devil ever lied to you and said, if you are a child of God, why is all this bad stuff happening to you? You know, if you are a daughter of the king, then why hasn't this changed? Why are your kids still doing what, and why, you're not even a real child of God. So he might, he tries to make us question our identity in Christ. See, Jesus just came out of a wilderness. Have you ever been in a wilderness? You're tired. You're hungry. How many of you are, when you're hungry, you're hangry? You're angry. Your kids know, oh, dad's fasting today. Oh, man. Oh, man, we better run. We better go to grandma's house. When we're in those places, how many of us know when you're in that place, most people react the same way. When we're frustrated, hello, we can be honest today. There's freedom today. You're not going to get sat down if you raise your hand. <laughs> but what happened was the devil came to question if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, um, then, uh, you know, why don't you do this? The Bible says in the next verse, he says, if you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus used scripture to refute him. The Bible says in verse 5, the devil taking him up to the high mountain, showing him all the kings of the world. And the mom, in a moment of time, the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship me before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall, not, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Now, as the worship team makes their way up here today, another thing that we'll see the devil do to us is that the devil will come to us and he'll try to bargain with us. Now, a bargain is found in verse 9. The Bible says this, then he brought him up, then brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here for his reign. You shall give your angels, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you and their hands shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered and said to him, it is also written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended his every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Now, right here in this text, we see something amazing and something awesome. What Jesus gave us a great example of what to do when the enemy comes, use the word of God. But all of a sudden, as the Lord uses the word of God, then we see that the devil uses the word of God. He twists the word of God or he takes out a certain verse. He didn't quote the whole psalm when he said, you won't dash your feet against a stone. He didn't, he didn't quote the whole psalm. And how does know the devil, he knows the word of God. He's heard it for thousands of years. He could quote it better than anyone can quote it. Just because you can quote the word of God doesn't mean that you're sanctified. Knowledge 
is great and it's awesome, but that, that, that doesn't guarantee you're living a spirit-led life. And so the devil came and he started bargaining with him. And he said, you know, Jesus, if you are the son of God, you know, God, he says that you won't dash your feet against a stone. He says this. And he's appealing to the flesh. He's telling Jesus, you know what, you can take a shortcut. You can take a shortcut. And for us today, the devil will do the same thing with us. He'll appeal to us. He'll say, you know what, why don't you take a shortcut? Why don't you use your freedom to take a shortcut? And let me give you an example. He'll, he'll make us want to question the word of God. Did God really say there's only two genders? Did God really say that pornography is wrong? I don't see the word pornography in the Bible. Did God really say that uh, people can't be cohabiting, uh, living together before they're married? Did God really say that? And he'll make us, he'll say, you know, this book is outdated, but the word of God is relevant for today. And I know some of us, we can look at the word of God and go, man, that's just hard. That's hard to do. God will give you the freedom to do it. The strength, the grace to do it. See, a lot of us, we, we give the devil too much credit. How many of you know somebody that blames everything on the devil? You know anybody that blames everything on the devil? They get a flat tire. That lying devil gave me a flat tire. No, you just need to buy some new tires. You know, oh, man, that lying devil, man, that lying devil, man. That God, oh, that lying devil. There's no more hotel rooms in Fresno, that lying devil. Reserve your room today. It's not the devil, okay? It's, it's just that sometimes we got to do things and we don't do things. We need to do what we got to do. That's why Paul says, stand firm. Put on. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We got to work. We got to work. We can't just be and just say, okay, I'm just going to let. No. God has given us hands and feet and a heart to go forward for him. See, a lot of us, we say, man, that temptation was, that guy was just too cute. That girl was just too beautiful. Oh, I was just, had too bad of a day. See, but God says in his word, there's no, he says, there's no temptation that's uncommon for man. But God will always make a way of escape for you. Some of you are like, I think I should be clapping, but I don't want to be clapping. That means this, that when you're tempted next time, let me put myself in that place. When Danny's tempted next time, for whatever temptation, there's two doors there. There's God's door and there's the flesh's door. I choose. But as I'm staying close to God, as I'm coming to church, and I'm seeing men going through the same battle that I'm facing, I want to go forward for Jesus. When I'm reading my Bible and I'm letting that word just penetrate my heart, I'm getting closer to the Lord. When I'm coming for morning prayer, I'm praying all throughout my day and I'm in fellowship with Him. I don't want to go to the world. I want to be close to Jesus. I want to be close to Jesus. But if I'm not praying, I'm straying. If I'm not fasting, I ain't lasting. If I ain't reading, I won't be succeeding. I thank God for His grace. But His grace is at work inside of us. It's freedom that he's given us, but freedom isn't free. It was paid by the blood of Jesus that when he died on the cross for you and I, when he 
broke down every curse and every demon and he went down to the bottomless pit and slapped the devil and took the keys of death from him and came back up three days later I want to say that it was freedom that Christ has set me free but not only me you too you might say why are you getting so excited and so happy why is freedom I'm free I'm free I used to work in a prison Corcoran State Prison for three and a half years and sometimes we were working in the units in the cells and I knew every day at 2.30 I was going home but I seen those men there many men thousands of men thousands of men there Jewish men African-American men Mexican men Asian men white men all kinds of men a sea of men and those men had gates and gates around them and they would see me walking away and they would just watch me walk away to freedom on my last day there I remember talking to Alwap he's never gonna get out life without the possibility of parole Irishman was there for many years there many years and I remember as he watched me walk out of those gates I remember my heart was my heart was going out for him as he watched me knowing that he's never going to get out and I walk into my car I drive home I go to the grocery store I go home I hug my kids I kiss my wife we go to wherever we want to go throughout the state of California enjoying our freedom but that man was still there in that cell and I want to transpose that idea to us as believers God has set us free from the prison of sin and death. We have freedom and liberty through Christ Jesus. But many of us today, we don't even celebrate our freedom that God's given us. We have forgotten of the prison cell that we were in. On a, we had a one-way ticket straight to hell. We were living scandalous lives, terrible lives. But all of a sudden, someone told us the good news of Jesus Christ. And at that moment, everything was changed. We were transformed by the power of Christ Jesus. We have freedom. We have liberty. How many of you here today, you know that you're free? Because he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus today, we're going to give you that opportunity to accept him in your life, to trust him with all your heart. But today, this, this morning, if we could all stand in reverence to God, with no one looking around, every head bowed, and you say, you know what, I want to accept the God, I want to join God's family, let me say this, that's the greatest decision that you can ever make, is to turn from your sin and to trust Jesus. And if that's you here today, you say, you know what, I want to accept Jesus in my life, just raise your hand up right where you're at. Raise it up, say, yes, I want to join God's family. I want my sins forgiven. I want, to, I want to join God's family. I want my sins forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praising you, Lord. Christians are praying, believing God. God has a plan for your life. He loves you. And if you're here today, you say, you know what? I want to accept the Lord. I want to turn from my sins. I want that freedom that you're talking about, Danny. What I want you to do is I want you to come up here. You won't be alone. We're going to pray for you. We have an awesome prayer team to my left and to my right who's going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. You won't be alone. Make your way up here. There's going to be a lot of people up here too that are going to join you. You won't be alone. You won't. 
praising you, Lord. Christian believer changing the order of service. You're here today. You just want to give God praise. You want to thank him for that freedom. He's given you freedom. Make your way up to the altar today. We're going to pray with you. We're going to believe the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my God, we praise you, God. We worship you today. We thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you for your goodness.